Good morning. Welcome to UVU Today, a morning news podcast by students for students. I'm your host, Daniel. And I am Ethan Morse. Today is Thursday, March 25th, 2021, and it is a great day to be a Wolverine. Daniel, yes. I have some exciting news. I got scheduled for my first vaccine next week. Oh, nice. I'm so happy. I'm probably still going to stay inside like I have been, but at least I have the option now to go outside <laughs> and yeah. be a little closer to people. But, yeah, nice. I haven't gone my, I haven't even like um, scheduled one yet, but I will hopefully, if not this month, then next month. Um, but yeah, nice. Um, congrats. I'm super happy. So one thing I want to ask you, and I'll answer it myself before we get to our interviews, what is one thing that you've like changed or given up during our year of COVID that you're actually okay that you've given up? Mine is handshaking. I don't like shaking people's hands. And now that like we don't have to, like I just want to keep elbow bumping for the rest of my professional career because man, I don't know where people's hands have been and it's hard to just sanitize every single time. So I'm okay to keep that one away for a little while longer. Yeah, I, I think I'd say the same. Handshaking as well. Because um, obviously, you know, you never know where people's hands have been. So, you know, I, I, think, I don't think many people actually realize how unsanitary shaking people's hands can be. And, you know, I don't think many people actually realize that until until this pandemic. So, yeah, definitely that. Um, also, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but most of the places I'd been to, most of the, like, the birthday parties I'd been to before COVID hits, you know, the person, like, cutting the cake or sharing the cake, they never wear a mask. Just, <laughs> um, you know, just stand in front of the cake and they're cutting the cake and, like, they're talking. And there's, you know, there are molecules from their mouth and, you know, from everywhere just falling into the food basically and not just cake with food as well and i think that's also i think now obviously you know if you are going to cut a cake now or share food now you have to wear a mask and i think i think you know uh, obviously there's been a lot of wrong there's been a lot of downsides obviously i mean people have died so there you know there's been a lot of downsides to this pandemic and to this to this lockdown and to lockdown but i think one good thing that might come out of it is the fact that people will be a lot more a lot more aware. I think that's the word I'm looking for. A lot more conscious. I think people will be a lot more, um, health, I'm not sure if healthy is the right word, but like in, in the case of masks, I like the fact, I think mo most people will keep wearing masks now, even if not every day. I think, like for example, even after all this ends, I think personally, you know, if I'm ever feeling ill, I'm going to wear a mask. And I think it's, it's going to be the same to most people. I think most people are going to be a lot more aware, a lot more conscious when it comes to yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Like, if I'm not feeling good, you know, just, I'll just throw a mask on for a day or something. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking... Sorry, I, I mentioned a bit of a rant there. I apologize for that. No, no, that's um, good. But yeah, I just had to get that out. That's perfect. Well, speaking of cool, um, our guest today, I'll let you introduce you, Daniel. Well, today we're basically going to be talking about the Fulton Library, about their, their resources, their processes. And today we have none other... And the director of the Fulton Library herself, I'm director Leslie Baker, here with us. Thank you for joining us, Director Baker. I know, obviously, within your position, someone in your position, obviously, um, Eric, and you have a, a busy schedule. This busy schedule. So thank you for making time out to meet with us, Director Baker. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I have to say, this is 
Uh, two of my favorite things, one is talking to students and two is talking about the library. So nothing gets better than this. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, I, I was going to say as well, if I, you know, if my facts are correct, um, which they usually are, I think this is your debut appearance on our show, isn't it? It is. It is. It, it is. is. So, Thanks for including the library. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so welcome again. Thank you for meeting with us. Um, I mean, this this episode obviously is being is being recorded post spring break. So I, I feel inclined to ask, how did your spring break go? How was your spring break? <laughs> well, my spring break was working. And then on the day that we got off, I went to Southern Utah and got caught in the snowstorm. So I got to sit on the highway oh. for a couple of hours. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, cool. I wasn't in an accident. I, I'm very grateful for that. I felt horrible for everybody that I saw that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That I'm sorry. That sounds um, <laughs> like it was not a good experience. That sounds awful. I, I, I'm sorry about that. I was actually going to ask about that as well. I was going to ask, um, you're the director, so I was going to ask if you had to work during spring break. But um, obviously, yes. you already answered that. So, already answered <laughs> that, so Yeah, that's when we get a lot of things done is during these little breaks like this. So you know, I was I was here. So just generally, what services does a library offer? Like, obviously, I'm assuming books. Like, I walk past we the library books, all the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, what services do you guys offer? Oh, well, I could take the whole rest of our time talking about our different services because we offer 75 different services for students to use. So there's a lot. Sorry, did you say 75? 75, that's wow. right. So there's that's a incredible. lot that we have that we offer students. Um, but, you know, a, a lot of things that students don't even realize and some that are pretty obvious from just our beautiful building and a place to study. And um, having more hours open than any place else on campus, which is a great benefit, I think, for our students to um, having uh, open study space, study rooms that are right now individual study rooms, but will hopefully return to group study rooms at some point, to getting help from librarians with your research and uh, making sure that you get those research projects done in a timely and well-researched manner to um, laptops and hotspots being checked out to computers to uh, uh, checking books out from other libraries, uh, just on and on and on. There really is a lot that, that we have to provide. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, that is absolutely incredible. I was going to ask as well, you were talking about laptops. Um, so I, I, I'm obviously this is true, but I heard that the library started, I think last semester, actually, I heard, heard the library started giving out laptops to students. Obviously, they have to return the laptops by the end of the semester, but they said they started off, I'm like giving the option to students yeah. to be able to come in and borrow laptops. So in addition to that, I was going to ask how, how um, you've been able to, to I mean, first of all, the, pand the pandemic obviously has affected some of your regular library processes. I was going to ask how you've been able to adapt some of these processes to, to cope with the pandemic? We've, from the very beginning, we've been uh, trying to be as creative as we possibly can to keep as many services running and uh, to keep students and staff safe and to be able to pro provide the same level of services that we can. Unfortunately, there's some things that we couldn't continue or some things that we had to adapt. 
Um, for instance, we we usually have textbooks that we check out, and that's one thing that um, we haven't been able to continue this year because uh, safety protocols that are kind of industry-wide say that uh, items need to be quarantined. And so it just uh, it just wasn't something that we could do safely, but we hope to return um, that service once things calm down a little bit or return to normal. We had to limit some other things such as our equipment checkout. Uh, and we're, we're looking at, at ways that we can bring that back soon. And um, we had to reduce seating, obviously, to maintain distancing requirements. A number of things that we had to, to think through and think about because our top priority was that safety as well as just uh, being that place on campus that students could go um, to get their work done. It, it's been a very much a creative challenge over this past year, but my staff has been fantastic and they have looked at this as um, not why do we have to do this, but how can we make this happen? Because students are that important to what we do and they really recognize how much of a service we provide for students and student success. That's awesome. I really like that you have continued to put students first and adapted to helping them out, like you mentioned, with hotspots and laptops. Like I'm sure that's been a huge um, game changer for a lot of students. How long have you been the director of the Fulton Library? Oh, I was um, named the director in 2014. So it's almost seven years. July will be seven years. But I've been at UVU since, well, maybe I shouldn't say how long because that will really date me. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been here quite a while. I started as a reference librarian and then worked up to an assistant director and then became director in 2014. That's awesome. So I want to know what are some of your favorite things about just your position in the library and what are some things you've implemented that you're really proud of? I love the library because students are important. That was the reason why I wanted to become a librarian because I wanted to help students and work with students. And uh, that just is such a happy thing and um, such a great experience to be able to see students grasp how what I'm trying to explain to them and work with them can make a difference in the research that they're doing. In my current position, I don't get to do that quite as much anymore, but I look at it a little bit different. Now I get to, um, to find new ways to implement things, find the money, find the resources, talk about things that we can do in a way that can, can make those impacts at a bigger level. And I think that that is the thing I enjoy the most is seeing that come about and, and to take place. So a couple of things that I'm proudest about, you asked about that. One is being able to open on Sundays. That took quite a bit of work for us to reach that. Uh, we had that request for years and years and years, and it took a lot of talking to administration, talking to students, making sure that this was really something that would be useful and we wouldn't end up with an empty building. We did a pilot for a year and um, the, did a lot of assessments to show the data that it was supported. And then we took all of that through the process to receive funding and, and we were supported. And I think that that's been a, a fantastic 
addition to what the library has to offer because it gives us a way to serve the needs of all of our students. And some students, that's the only time that they can come in. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that sounds incredible. So the library is basically like your baby. I mean, the amount of work you've put in over the years, I mean, that sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, it kind of is because my youngest, I mean, my, my oldest daughter was a year and a half when I started. So I feel like it is kind of my baby because yeah. I've been here almost as long. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interrupted. So just moving on, I also wanted to talk about the roots of knowledge. I mean, I've been in UV for a while. You know, I think there's many people who fall into that category where, you know, we've been here for a while, but we still don't know a lot about the roots of knowledge. I was going to ask, what exactly is it? What story basically does it tell? Sorry, can I interject? Is that the stained glass outside the library? It is. It is. It's this beautiful stained glass art piece that depicts the progress of human knowledge. Basically, that is the intent of the piece. And it was created by Holdman Studios, uh, who is located in uh, Lehigh at Thanksgiving Point. And they created it through... um, a vision, really this this big vision of, of the artist, Tom Holdman, he started with one idea, took it to the president at the time, who was Matt Holland. And um, after some discussions and further ideas and things, um, they came back with this idea that was then installed in 2016 as part of the 75th anniversary of the university. But it's an amazing piece, and I would encourage everyone who hasn't seen it to come and spend some time. I think it's really appropriate that it's part of the library and it's part of my umbrella of responsibilities because there's we didn't want it to be just an art piece. We want it to be a springboard for learning and to motivate and inspire people to see how just one person can influence and make a difference in this overall intersection of knowledge we all contribute and we all play a part and the people who are depicted in this are just you know they were normal people and they were able to accomplish big things and influence knowledge through time and um, we wanted to see that as an inspiration and what better place than a library where students come to improve their knowledge increase their learning and uh, hopefully students will see that and think, I can make a difference too. And I can I can contribute to this overall breadth of knowledge. Absolutely. And also, I was going to ask, um, the Roots of Knowledge, was it created before or after you became director? And also, how can a person get a tour? Get a tour? It was in the process of being created before. More, but it was installed after. Um, I, it was it was several year process, but um, it didn't really start picking up until after I became director, um, and then it was installed about a year and a half after I became director. So you know, I was I was in some of the meetings where they were discussing ideas. As you know, um, a lot of the work was done within that time period of the creation of Roots of Knowledge. So I got to see firsthand um, how how the artists would bring ideas to a group of faculty and the faculty input and and all the ideas that were floating around. And it was really an exciting and, and interesting process. Now, as far as 
scheduling tours, we usually have docents that are available to just walk in and answer, you know, be there to answer questions when students stop by. But with COVID, we, we don't currently have docents, but you're welcome to stop in. We have audio tours, an audio tour that's available on the Roots of Knowledge website and a virtual tour off of the website. If you would like a guided tour, those can be scheduled off of the Roots of Knowledge website as well. And we'll schedule a 30-minute tour to, um, to talk to the curator or one of our other uh, docents to um, be able to answer questions and to help you learn more about the very interesting history and the information that's included in Windows. That is incredible. And also, that website you're talking about, um, could you give us the websites just for the people listening? www.uvu.edu slash roots of knowledge. And um, on there, look at the uh, navigation at the top and you'll see uh, links for the tour, the audio tour and the virtual tour. Perfect. Perfect. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I also had one other question, especially with lockdown and with the pandemic we're in. But I was going to ask if you guys offered maybe webinars or online sessions people could attend to um, basically learn more about the library's resources and, resources and processes. I, I, I think I remember seeing one a while back, but I haven't like seen another one in a while. So I was, I was wondering if you guys still did that. We have a couple of options. We have some drop-in sessions that we do on certain topics, and those will start again in April, I believe April 14th. And those sessions will be on citations. Uh, there's one on APA, one on MLA. Uh, there will be um, a webinar on how to finish up your research. There will be some that are just ask a librarian for help for whatever point of the research process you're in. If you need help before that, though, I would encourage everyone to take a look at our website. And there's a section right off of the homepage that has different ways that you can get help with your research. So you can schedule an appointment with a librarian, you can call, you can chat. There's lots of ways to get any help that you need. And we are definitely willing and want to help students find the information that they need for their research. That's awesome. And that was kind of my last question was where can we uh, find access or like look at stuff coming up with the library. So that website is probably the best and we'll include that in our show notes. So if you need that website, Check it out there. Um, Leslie, you've been so great. I feel like we've really showed that you're a good librarian because we were asking like two or three questions at a time and you were just cataloging the questions and then just answering them like <laughs> super good. So um, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing more from the library. Okay, thanks. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening to UVU today. As always, follow us on Instagram at UVU today. See what we're doing. Okay. And as always, please subscribe, like, and follow UVU today wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends to listen and to like and to tell their friends and to tell their friends. Yes, continue it on. And have a great day, Wolverines. We'll see you tomorrow.